Are you an entrepreneur looking to have your business grow with a little help from the internet? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Pack. Hey, welcome. Today we're here with Chris Steely on HarnessTheWeb.net. And Chris um, is a business consultant, and he's been around for a long time. He wants, he's, he wants to share a bunch of things with us today. Uh, we were chatting just before this about the current situation and some of the challenges that you're faced with. Um, Chris, what else would you like to say about yourself? Steve, it's good to be here. Um, we, you and I met on my favorite social media platform, which is LinkedIn. And frankly, everybody should be on LinkedIn. If you're in business, you've got to be on LinkedIn. So it's nice to meet you there. And for me, you know, my, my mantra is all about effectiveness, uh, focusing on doing what it takes to be able to get the results you want to get, not talking about it, but actually following through and doing it. My background is, uh, as you say, I've been around a while, got 27 years of business experience internationally, uh, was in a, uh, a logistics officer in the United States Marine Corps for many years. And I mean, that's the last batch of pure leadership. So the Marine Corps is all about doing what it takes, right? And yeah, I, I, I excelled athletically when I was in college, won a champ, national championship, and went on to coach the sport of rowing. For Ro Yeah, you were a rower, right? Rower, yeah, so, mm -hmm. which is the ultimate team sport, they say. So, um, and so it's those components that come together that allow me to be able to work with, with, with companies and their leaders to optimize productivity. And then I know we were talking about the times that we're in right now with this whole pandemic and the social isolation and so, so maybe we could gear the conversation around what are we doing now to be able to make sure that we're as optimal as we can be in these unique times. Sound good? Yeah, it sounds great. Um, one thing is a lot of people find themselves at home now. They're working from home, and they're either, one, they're challenged themselves. How do they stay productive? They've been thrown into a team environment, but the team – is virtual and they're struggling with how do I relate to all these other people in this format and then there's other people who've been struck with or stuck with the hey now I have to manage or have to lead this group of people who's I'm used to being able to walk in and manage by walking around I can't do that now what do you have to say about that stuff well, it's funny because the first thing it's I, I, I you hear I always beating the drum of, of, of leadership, right? And that's ultimately the answer is leadership, right? Whether you're a business leader managing a, a, a virtual workforce and, and you're leading them and compelling them and inspiring them to take it on as their own personal responsibility to help you run your business, or if you're an individual working from your your home office with all the distractions, it's about self leadership, you know, and there's I'm just like everybody else. I'm working here from my, my home office right now. My wife's on the other side of the house. And, you know, we're actually working. We're doing what it takes. And I'll tell you one thing, Steve, is I'm busier than ever over the past couple of weeks because that's what I do is I help people and I engage them. And there's a lot of people that are reaching out, curious as to how to make this work. And ultimately, I mean, I'm just like everybody else. As I wake up in the morning, you know, I have a cup of coffee, you know, maybe I'll sleep in a little bit, you know, or whatever. You know, maybe in the middle of the day, uh, maybe I'll take a nap because the bed's right there. Maybe I'll never change out of my pajamas. But the imperative is to make sure that you're leading yourself with a kind of a, a deliberate discipline, you know, uh, to condition yourself to be able to do what needs to be done as opposed to just kind of 
succumbing to, oh, you know, hey, it's easy not to do anything. And part of that, too, in the context of leadership is to have meetings, you know, have a good regular meeting cadence. And, you know, if, if you're a leader, coordinate those meetings and conduct them via Zoom. Zoom is the platform these days. Right now, you and I are on Zoom. And it's a great platform. It's easy to use. It's cost effective. But getting people to regularly meet and share their webcams from home, and if you're a worker from home, be enthusiastic about doing that and make it fun, right? So that's what it comes down to is that, is that, that business leadership, that, that effective personal leadership and having, you know, making sure your values are structured around how you really want to make a difference and you really want to get results. You know, that's how the champions do it, right? So perform like a champion. That's what it comes down to. That's cool. It's, it's really interesting because I noticed today, I guess I noticed this before, but I really noticed it today, that I had gotten out of the routine that I was in. Uh, my grandson lives with us. My daughter, who's a single mom, is um, deployed right now in the Middle East. So her, her son is living with us. And typically I would get up and take him to school at – you know, for 8 o'clock, say, right? So by 8 o'clock, he's at school, I'm done, and I'm now ready to, for the day. I noticed today that, geez, I'm really out of that routine. You know, I'm sleeping a little later in the morning. I'm not getting up as early. Geez, some days I'm not getting up and taking a shower and all those things right away. So um, being out of the routine had really gotten me off my game. Do you know what I mean? Just, just so the, the flip side of that is just getting up, getting a shower, getting dressed, getting ready, really created a much better perspective of me dealing with my day. Well, and, and you know, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit, right? And we all have habits, you know, and, and part of the imperative too, back to what you're, back to your question, Steve, is understanding how you think and why you think the way you do. And I'm a big fan of personality assessments, like, like a disc profile or whatever. But it's good to be able to kind of get a reflection of who we are and why we are and what habits we might have, because we all have habits, right? Some people have unproductive, unhealthy habits. You know, smoking is a habit that causes addiction, you know. Then there's drinking, and that's a habit, right? And then there's eating incorrectly and everything. So our responsibility in, in a remote scenario is to optimize those habits and one of the first habits is condition yourself to wake up earlier. You know, that, that's a good habit, a good productive habit. Oh, but it's so easy because I don't have to commute. You know, I don't have to get in the car and drive. I'll just hit the snooze button, you know. But create a habit and condition that habit by setting your alarm and waking up. I, I, what I do now, Steve, is my, I'm, I'm so habituated to be on time, I wake up before my alarm. It's weird. It's got, I've got a psychological yeah, yeah. clock. Like a minute before my alarm goes off, I look over. I was like, wow, I'm awake. So if you can habituate yourself to have that, that level of, of discipline and just make the habits good, productive, effective habits, you know, whether it be you know, staying fit, you know, we have to, you know, it's so easy not to stay fit since we can't leave our houses. You know, we're sequestered. Well, go to the Internet and download a fitness program and schedule an hour, either at the beginning of the day ideally or sometime during the day, to, to fit, to stay fit. Get some cardio in. Do some resistance. And you can do it from your home in front of a, a TV or in front of a computer screen. So fitness is a habit. Hydration is a habit. You know, I've always got a bottle of water, you know. So staying hydrated, making sure you're eating right, so many different habits. And then, of course, in the habit of, of doing business, habituate yourself to do your job, whatever that job is, 
and condition that habitual optimal performance. Lest, back to what I said before, we're all human beings. We all eventually fall down to the, you know, I want more pleasure and I want less pain. So I'm going to do what physiologically pleases me, which is not going to be fitness, right? It's not going to be you know, <laughs> dieting, right? And that's the challenge with habituation, you know? But we have to step into that as, again, championship-level performers, if you so choose to be, you know? Some, so some people choose not to, you know? So. Given the, the, um, the environment right now, right, the coronavirus, and in some places it's worse than it is in others, at least at the moment, um, but pretty much everywhere in the United States, you're at least, they have the, you know, you're supposed to be staying home, staying out of public, not being in groups, those things. A lot of people are not going to work. Uh, they're, they're, they're working, but they're working from home. What is something for those people, a tip for those people, what can they do now to make their life a little bit better today? Something easy for them to do. Wow. Well, you know, honestly, my, my, my answer is it, it, really, it really all depends on what their, their role is. Uh -huh. you know? uh, like for me, my role is, as you say, business consulting. I do all my business remotely. I, I'm using uh, online technology platforms to optimize my productivity and my productivity of my clients. So I'm, I'm doing that. So for me, I've, I've kind of gotten, I've been conditioned to be able to do things remotely and from a home office or from a, an office or from a client or whatever. So I, I think that, you know, for me, it's easy to say that, you know, remote connectivity and, you know, social isolation can, can work. But if you're not used to that, um, I think part of it is, uh, you know, it's, it's almost, it's almost metaphysical. It's really, accepting the reality that we're in, controlling what you can control, and, and letting go of what you can't control. Um, there's so much drama right now. If you turn on the TV and the media, it's like <gasps> drama. And we can get so easily wrapped up into the news. So one thing I'll recommend is stop watching the news, <laughs> right? And turn the TV off. That's right? awesome. Yeah. And, but at the same time, you still got to get your news. We still got to I use online portals to be able to track the virus, and I read articles that are oriented toward what I'm about. But if you can get sucked into the TV, just keep the TV off, unless, of course, you're using it for fitness or whatever. But, you know, condition yourself to kind of stay away from, from the drama that, that's being projected at you by, by the media, right? That's so great that, advice. That's one thing. That, that's a good one. So, um, so doing that, and then, you know, it's it, – so I, got, I had another one, too, but it just evaded me. But uh, – you know, again, it's, it's just about knowing what you're supposed to do and setting yourself up for success. That's what it was, was control. You can control if the TV's on or not. Yes. You know, you can't control the condition of the economy. You can control if you panic about it or not, you know. You can control, you know, where your investments are going, you know. You, you, so, again, you can't control the drama, but you can control how you show up to it. So it's about accepting where we are, you know. I'm a big fan, by the way, Steve, of meditation, you know, kind of calming the pond. And there's really good apps out there. I use an app called Breathe, B-R-E-E-T-H, oh, okay. Breathe. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an app. You can download it. It's a free app, and then you can upgrade and get a membership and everything. But every day, ritualistically, I wake up, and, you know, immediately I do 10 minutes of meditation just to calm the pond and orient my psychology toward that condition of discipline. So that's another thing people can do is just to have, have – 
I call it a disciplined meditation process. You know, just three times a day for 10 minutes a day. Stop, breathe, clear your mind, slow down. And there's a, there's a whole process to, uh, to it as well. But that will help, help foster that mental fitness and that mental discipline as well. I think these are some of the fundamental things we can do. Again, habits, you know, controlling, um, discipline, conditioning. And then, um, I mean, I, I think one of the biggest things is that knowing who you are and why you are and kind of surrendering to your value, you know. A lot of people want success, right? They're chasing success. It's like, well, i got to chase success. Stop chasing success and just provide value based on the value, the unique value that you were here, the, you were put on this planet to provide, right? And if you can realize what your greatness is, what your, what your strengths are, surrender those strengths, let them flow through you without inhibition, and be that person of value, and success will come to you. You will attract success if you provide value. So That's really good advice. Um, it would seem like now is even a little bit better time for people to um, engage in that conversation, the self-conversation of where they do provide value. What, what are, what's their fundamental worth? Independent of their job. Right. Yeah. And that, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big reader. You know, I've read lots of really good books. The first self-development book I ever read was when I was 16 years old. I read The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck. It's a great book. <laughs> if you haven't read it, read it. You know, everybody should read that or at least listen to that book on Audible, right? But I've been, ever since then, I've kind of taken The Road Less Traveled, right? It's made all the difference in my life. It's practically, it's kind of a metaphor, you know, it's like a cliche that's out there. You know, just, so read books and um, uh, uh, Richard Bowles wrote a series called What Color Is Your Parachute? Oh, yeah. That's a great Love book. that stuff. Yeah. So read that book, and that helps you really kind of identify and define your purpose, your, you know, what you were put on this planet to do. And then you can align your vocation and your work with that purpose. And then it's not work anymore. It's joy, right? Yeah, that's so, – I, I read that book when I was in college, which was not yesterday. It was a long time ago. And uh, I'm amazed that that's, it's still out there. Um, matter of fact, I it gave it. Keeps updating, to, by the way. It keeps having new versions of it. So yeah, I, I gave it to um, someone who worked for me a, a couple of years ago. Um, and what was interesting, I gave it to her and asked her to review that. You know, just to look through it and see how how it might help her. And she gave it back to me a couple months later and hadn't touched it. So, it, it, how do you deal with the fact that? Some people um, are resistant to helping themselves. Uh, so my, my my that's a good question, and I'm re I'm reacting to it. My mind that's is okay. running through. My first thing is I don't understand that. I can't imagine that. Um, but me then, neither. Of course, let me let me put that aside <laughs> and realize. Okay, if that condition exists, why does it exist? Well. It's back to kind of awareness of why you are who you are. Um, I actually, you know, I was raised as a child. We were all raised as children, you know, during the first two years of our lives. We really didn't have any control over anything. We were just sponges. And we took in what our parents taught us, you know, before we could really talk and process. And that became hardwired into our psychology and into our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really important for us to understand 
what that hardwiring is about. You know, I'm a big fan of psychotherapy. You know, you know, getting into the, the the condition that your parents were in when they were raising you as a child, and then when you went into school and you started being influenced by your peers, how did those influence and influences condition you to be who you are today? So it's you know, no, no. I, I love the, the 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 statement: know thyself, right? You have to know yourself, and until you do that, you know, your your life can kind of run amok with the habits that have been conditioned into you without you understanding them. So I think the first thing, Steve, is to know yourself, know why you you tick the way you do, know why you're doing what you're doing. A lot of people are in a vocation that they're doing because they were told to do it, but it's not what they want to do. You know, A lot of people are working for just to make a buck, and we all have to make money, right? We have to make money. I'm a big fan of profit, but if that's your primary driver and you just want to make money, then you're 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 mitigating, you're diluting your true effectiveness as a human. So know yourself, and then you'll know why maybe you resist reading books, right? <laughs> but the, the key is to read read books. Or by the way, a lot of people will tell me, "Well, Chris, I don't have time to read." Well, I don't have time to read either, right? So schedule the time. And also listen to books. You know, you can use audible.com and download books onto your phone and listen to them while you're working out or driving or walking or whatever, right? So listen to no, a lot of books. Yeah, and, and nonfiction books. And there's great titles out there that are inspiring and that are compelling. So I, I guess part of it, too, is to discover the topics that interest you. Because if you're listening to a book or reading a book that doesn't interest you, why the heck would you read it? But there's lots of great books out there that are compelling and are inspiring based on topics that you personally might want to take in. So anyway, just different angles on it, but just commit to being a, you know, a reader. Leaders are readers, right? So setting that example of, of reading or listening or whatever, and it's amazing how the secrets to success for life and business are hidden in books. You just got to yeah. unpack them, you know? So just say, hey, we had a glitch and we're back, but hey, hopefully it was seamless or something like that. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you noticed, but we actually had a glitch in a, in a recording. Uh, my computer died, and um, so we are actually picking this up the next day, right? And you can see that Chris is Chris has moved. He's now in Egypt today, uh, even though he's he's supposed to be at home confined, but he's now in Egypt. You know, he doesn't follow the rules that much, um, and I'm still here. And if you had been here a couple of minutes ago, you would have seen my eight-year-old behind me uh, doing work. But um, so yesterday we were talking about books, really, and the role they play and the stuff they contain. And I was about to ask you if you knew Jim Rohn. Yeah, actually, um, I, I never, I didn't know him personally, but he was my mentor growing up, and he also mentored Tony Robbins, who was also a mentor of mine. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so love Jim Rohn and his stuff. So if, again, great recommendation, Steve. Jim Rohn, he's kind of he's a business philosopher. That's what he called himself before he passed a couple of years ago. Yeah, but business philosopher. So applying philosophy to business, right? Yeah, I had a pleasure of meeting Jim Rohn several times. Nice. And uh, but one of the things he talked about was there's a book you can get. It's how to read this book, and it literally walks you through like, hey, if you're going to read a lot of books, here's what to do. It's not like read them cover to cover. It's you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do the next thing. It was really pretty cool uh, way to approach it. And he also talked about books, like where secrets are hidden in the books. 
and he always I always remember this one is that there's a difference you can tell the difference with someone's success because some people bought books and other people bought a dozen donuts and both are okay to buy but one leads to a different outcome than the other so and that's my Jim Rohn quote for the day I love it. Good quote. <laughs> so tell me um, what's the, what's the deal with Egypt uh, well so I actually took this picture uh, my wife and I were able to go there uh, last year so it was about six months ago in June 2019, and we did two, we toured it for two weeks. Went uh, down into the Great Pyramids. Uh, we were able to see the Sphinx, obviously. Went to the Giza Plateau, did a river cruise up the Nile, and saw all the all the sites. We actually had a tour guide. We found a uh, real life Dr. Indiana Jones. Uh, his nice. Dr. Robert Shock. He's written books about Egypt, and uh, we got to tour with him and some local guides. And we saw we went deep into the bottom of the Great Pyramid, and it's amazing. The mysteries of life and the human origins, because that's this is pretty much where things so, started, right? So what? Yeah, when you were there visiting, what were you left with? Like, what struck you the most? You know, the biggest thing was, uh, frankly, we, we went there. We planned the year or planned the trip a year in advance. We went there expecting to learn about the mysteries and how the mysteries would be solved, right? With all the hieroglyphics and everything. And honestly, Steve, coming back. It's even more mysterious now. <laughs> so the biggest takeaway was it's just a big mystery as to how we are on this planet, why we're here. And, you know, there's some things that are just impossible to explain. And, you know, and you, you, they try to interpret all the hieroglyphics throughout all these, these uh, sites and temples that we've seen. But nobody can interpret it, so we really don't know. So the mystery just got bigger, you know. So I've been studying it even more now and delving into the mysteries of, again, human origins and all the all the wonderful things that we just don't know that we don't know. You know, it's the essence of life, right? Exploring that stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. The um, I think I mean I think all those things are pretty fascinating, and I um I just read someplace or heard somewhere that they. If they now believe that the pyramids are actually way older than they originally thought. Yeah, matter of fact, looking at the Sphinx here, Dr. Shock wrote he wrote a book about it, in that um, it's actually this all this stuff was built on the Giza Plateau uh, like ten thousand years before that we thought it was built, which just boggles the mind, and they can actually prove it now. So all the stuff we read in history books is not valid anymore. And they found another uh, another place called Gobek, Gobekli Tepe, Gobekli Tepe, which yeah. biblically is where the place where in the Bible it's where the Garden of Eden is, between the, the, the Euphrates and the uh, Nile River, on the map, a place called Gobekli Tepe, Gobekli Tepe, and it goes back further than anybody's dated anything. And they're discovering stuff there now. They just discovered it recently. It's so amazing. It's really turning everything that we thought we knew about human origins on its end. And again, the mystery is even more profound because we didn't have the technology back then to do what needed to be done. So, well, where did the technology come from? We don't know. Right? Yeah. So then it opens the door for all kinds of possibilities, right? So. One of the things that strikes me, like when I try to picture when this stuff happened, right? We think, and, the, and the, we're probably guilty of this the most in the United States. Because we think back into our past, our past is 400 years old, right? And 
you know, far is it like a blip <laughs> on this? Well, that's that's one of the best things that we can do for in our lives for for ourselves and for our families and for our kids is to tour, is to travel. I mean, not not today because we're all in social isolation mode with this whole pandemic thing going on. But it's so easy to fly across the world and experience other cultures and go to Europe and see things that are that are so we so incredibly historic. We actually got to see the Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris. And then three months later, it burned down. Okay, yeah. So you're like, wow, but we got to see that. And the history of that was amazing. They've dated the foundation back so far that they can't date it any further. It's so ancient, right? But you're right. But here in the, in, in, in the Americas, we're new, basically, compared to what they're yeah. experiencing in other parts of the world, you know? That's, yeah, it's, we get, that's a whole it's a conversation in itself. Um, so tell me um, – with your business, what would you? What are you looking for? What would you like to find? What What's the biggest? Dif- who are the people you can make the biggest difference for? And what is that difference? So I I work with uh, business owners and business leaders to accelerate results in their business. Typically on the business development side, but we can also do operational optimization too. So uh, my my forte after doing this for a couple decades is getting people to innovate the way they think, you know, bringing in some different thought processes, challenging them to see things that they aren't seeing, and then developing up strategies that work, not, not generic strategies, but strategies and a strategic plan that actually is going to work for them. And then the key at that point is we can have plans all day long, but it's all about effective execution. You know, not talking about it, but doing it. And then, of course, tracking results and making sure that we're actually getting results and you know, ROI, and we're investing in the right things to get a return off those investments. So that's what I do. So what what are some of the biggest obstacles you find in working with people? What are the biggest obstacles they face in being effective? It's funny. I, I love your question, Steve, because this is totally unscripted. I have no idea what you're going to ask me. So the first thing – I don't know either. Mind, so <laughs> yeah. Well, the first thing that came out of my mind when you're asking that, and I'll just say it, human nature right? Yeah. Like we're all human beings, right? We all want more pleasure. We want less pain, right? So it's almost like our inherent human nature of just being more comfortable, you know, and staying in bed a little bit longer or having a beer and watching TV and eating potato chips or whatever. We all want that instinctively. So our biggest challenge is to kind of get out of our own way and want to be uh, performers and perform like champions. I keep using that word championship you know, championship level performance. But that's the big thing is that people are so, it's almost like my experience is that people are stuck into a status quo, you know, kind of like a paradigm of existence that they think is is good. And it probably is good. I mean, I've got a pretty good status quo right now. You know, I've got a good thing. I got a shelter. You know, I got, I got a family who loves me. You know, so it's a good thing. And the key to business success is one of the things I teach is perpetual dissatisfaction. Always raising the bar and going for more. Yeah. But some of the time we'll want to rest on our laurels and enjoy the fruits of our labor and you know profit. I've experienced can actually hide flaws of business. But if we're making profit, then maybe we don't have to focus on the culture. Maybe we don't have to focus on how dysfunctional things are because it doesn't matter because we're making profit. And if you're not making profit, then it becomes almost like an exercise in triage where you have to do something or the body's going to die. The business is going to die. You know. But it's we have to get out of our get out of our own way and really want to to learn what we don't know, 
And that, again, that's another thing that I do is I've been around the block. I've done a lot of stuff, done a lot of leadership, a lot of business. And I like to give people perspectives on what they don't know based on my experience and then kind of help them through the process, through planning and execution to be able to get those results. I think that's that's one answer, Steve. There's other ways we can go with that, but that's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, blind spots are something that will bite you in the butt. Things that yeah. you don't see that other people can see. Yeah. So we, we all have them, you know. And also, since we're talking about this, we also have our shadows, you know, as we consider, you know, things in in, in life. <laughs> we look at, uh, you know, the shadows that are are in our lives. If you notice, I've got a shadow. Notice my shadow back here, right? <laughs> it's there. It's all. It's with us all the time, right? Yeah. So it's our responsibility to confront those unknowns and be oriented toward the you know the things that we don't want to look at or the things we don't normally see. Yeah. So and and by the way, the stronger the light, the the darker the shadow. So again, the metaphor, and that's another thing we get to do as human beings is discover our unknowns. You know, and uh, uh, I I talk about I actually wrote a, wrote a book a few years ago. We talk about exhuming the catacombs, basically going into the catacombs of the essence of who you are as a human being and understanding that, and then and only then. Can we really know ourselves and advance into our possibilities and, and know where our comfort zones are and push past those limits to be successful? Yeah. It's funny. Um, I just watched the movie, uh, Two Popes. I don't know if you saw that or not. So, but there's a, there's a s section in the middle of the movie where these two men who, who are both popes and alive um, actually looked back and, and – with the other person confronted the things in their past that they didn't want to confront. You know, things that they had made as what they considered big mistakes that were, as being unsaid, that were actually kind of holding them back. And in the, in the, there was freedom that they, the point is they got freedom in expressing it to the other person. That's great. Which, by the way, I know we talked about it earlier. It's that you know, it's, it's, I'm a big fan of psychotherapy, right? So, you know, therapy is a good thing. A lot of people think, see it as, "Oh, well, I'm not messed up, so why should I get therapy?" It's like, well, maybe, maybe just getting that objectivity on yourself is, yeah. is a good thing, and being able to see yourself the way other people see you could be a good thing, you know. So, I'm a big fan of that. And, you know, just do that. It's kind of our responsibility as human beings to understand ourselves, and if we don't, life is not going to be as full and as fruitful as it could be. Life just if otherwise life just happens, right? You're kind of at the cause, at the effect of life, rather than being at the cause of it. So true. So in any case, how do people get a hold of you, and like that? So I've got well, I've got a website. Uh, the name of my business is GPS Business Group, and that's a website at gpsbusinessgroup.com. Okay. So GPS like a global positioning system, providing direction. Again, gpsbusinessgroup.com is our website. You can see we provide coaching, consulting, facilitation services to companies that understand the value of exploring and, and, and optimizing the performance of their teams. Um, and, I mean, I've got, you know, csteely at gpsbusinessgroup.com is my email address. So C, so first initial, last name, C-S-T-E-E-L-Y okay. at GPS. So if anybody wants to send me an email, that would be great. Um, but also, uh, I kind of have a, an, an offering to everybody. If you go to that website, okay. 
on the, uh, the upper right-hand corner of the website is a link where you can actually download a chapter from that book I mentioned before. The book's, the book's called GPS for Success. And I, I, it was an anthology with Stephen Covey, John Gray, and Les Brown and some other authors. And I had chapter four. So if you go to that webpage, you can download chapter four, which is called Inspiring Your Possibilities. And it's a pretty good piece, I think. So you can download that for free. I'm not selling it. It's just there on the website. Cool. There you go. Thanks. That's a great offer. Thanks so much for that. We appreciate that. Anything else you want to say? Any kind of closing thoughts? So much to say, Steve. I love, I love talking. <laughs> I love listening to you talk. But that's the thing. I mean, in times as they are now, it's really important for us as human beings to be the best people we can be, you know, for, our, for ourselves, for our families, for our communities, for the world, you know, taking personal responsibility for our health, for our well-being, for our, our, uh, our fitness, basically our physical fitness, our mental fitness, as well as our emotional fitness. And then also taking responsibility for making our business as strong and as effective as it can be, especially in times as they are. So those are about the best parting words I can cobble together in the moment. Awesome. Thanks so much for that. Hey, thanks for spending the time with us. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Harness the Web with your host, Steve Peck. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit HarnessTheWeb.net. We'll see you next time.